0: Eating is such a vivid experience, and eating with others is pretty intimate. We use all five senses, sight, smell, touch, taste, and sound. All five. (laughs) What else do you use all five senses for? So when we have an experience that surrounds a meal, it only heightens the memory. As Marcel Proust wrote, I feel something start within me. Something that leaves its resting place and attempts to rise. Something that has been embedded like an anchor at a great depth. I do not know yet what it is, but I can feel it mounting slowly. I can measure the resistance. I can hear the echo of the great spaces traversed. Will it ultimately reach the clear surface of my consciousness? This memory? This old, dead moment? which the magnetism of an identical moment has traveled so far to importune, to disturb, to raise up out of the very depths of my being. I cannot tell. Now I feel nothing. It has stopped and perhaps sunk back into its darkness from which who can say whether it will ever rise again? Ten times over, I must essay the task, must lean down over the abyss, and each time, the cowardice that deters us from every difficult task, every important enterprise, has urged me to leave this thing alone, to drink my tea, and to think merely of the worries of today and my hopes for tomorrow, which can be brooded over painlessly. And suddenly, the memory revealed itself. I'm Rosa Tran, and you're listening to Taste of Regret. You know, some episodes come, come easy, and and then there's others that take a little bit more time to develop, like this one. I've known my friend here for about the past 10 years, and I've heard bits and pieces about this part of her life, and, and I didn't connect the two together for this podcast. And then finally, when she listened to the podcast— She said, oh, this reminds me of a time when I... And then I was like, this is an episode. This is a story. And so joining us today is my very good friend, Mitzi.
1: Hello, Rosa. I am Mitzi. And I am 39 years old. We'll be 40 in October. Woohoo! Yay! I am a um, sculptor. And do character design and character development in the animation industry. So
0: why don't you take us back? Give us a scoop. Where did this kind of story start? So it
1: started when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually kind of funny because um, I knew of this person in high school, Um in our hometown in the Midwest, then there is two sides of town. So you went to either North high school or South high school. And it was funny because a couple of my friends thought that I would be very well matched with this person in high school. Um, he was actually three years older than me, but, um, an older man, an an older man, (laughs) but, um, I was dating somebody else at the time. And so, you know, then we all go to college and, um, We were actually all out one night, and uh, this person, who all of my friends thought that I would be good with, um, was actually at this bar. And so they introduced us, and we hit it off right away, and um, then he asked me out. I wasn't dating anybody at the time, and he had just broken up with his girlfriend, so it was funny. um, Years later, we ended up and uh, started dating, so... Yes, and his name was Charlie, and we um, dated total for almost four years. Wow,
0: four years. So that's serious. Very serious. Was that all through college?
1: Yeah, it was all through college. So I was a freshman, and um, he was, like I said, a junior at the time. Yeah. So
0: this was through college serious. You could have married this guy. Yes,
1: yes, and we even talked about it. We never got engaged because— um, we were still young, still, you know, going through school, trying to figure things out. But absolutely. I mean, we definitely everyone thought we would get married because we were two peas in a pod. Right. Yeah. And um, and we even thought that we would get married for most of the time that we dated. What were
0: you studying in school?
1: So I was studying. Um, I had a double major which was exercise science, Mm -hmm. sports studies and fitness, Mm -hmm. and then um, fine art. So I had a full double double major. Yeah, I was there for art scholarship. Mm -hmm. But I was doing exercise science, kind of pre-physical therapy for a
0: backup. Right. And so then you, what happened after you graduated school?
1: I actually got an internship when I graduated um, as a senior. I got an internship when... Um, I had to do an internship with my exercise science degree. Mm-hmm. and uh, we were still dating at that time. Mm-hmm. And um anyway, it, it was it was a little bit like we were seeing our paths might be going different directions because I really wanted to take this
0: internship in Florida., okay, okay. S- okay hang on, Tell us where's this yeah. internship. Yeah. Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um i I got an internship at NASA. Hello. In, yep, yep, at Kennedy Space Center. Um, and I really wanted to take it, obviously. He, <laughs> yes. What were you going to do at NASA? So um, it was not for my art degree. It was for exercise science. So it was basically um, when the astronauts come in to launch they come in a few weeks before um so this is the area this is the era when we were still doing launches all the time at KSC and um you know, there was launches every month, every other month. So KSC is Kennedy, oh,
0: Kennedy space, space Center, right? Okay. For all of us, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're not part of the cool <laughs> kids. We don't get to shorten it.
1: Right. Um, Kennedy Space Center. And um, so they have a group called Bionetics, which is basically the group that sends plants and animals to space and, and the humans. So they come in and it's the, the exercise department as well. And they basically prep the astronauts. Bodies to get them ready to go into space. So you're like
0: the trainer, their personal trainer. Exactly.
1: There was aerospace, um, you know, doctors and nurses that were doing blood counts and things like that. So, um, but with exercise science, we were looking at the CO2, um, basically CO2 max testing, which is which is getting their bodies ready to withstand um, you know, launch Mm -hmm. and to Mm -hmm. stay healthy in space. And so that was the department that I got my internship in. You know, I was, I was leaving undergrad, getting ready to launch a career. And then, um, but he was
0: still heavy in dental school. Right. Yeah. And so you two were dating. He's in dental school and you guys talked about getting married.
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely we
0: always saw ourselves
1: together because, like I said, we were like two peas in a pod. I mean, we were definitely always thinking we would get married. And then when it really boiled down to it and it was time to make those decisions and to do long term relationships um, like me in Florida You know, him in Indiana, how are we going to make this work out? What do the next two years look like, four years look like? And that's when things kind of started, I I want to say, getting a little rocky because um, I found out that, you know, just through that process, um, he's very um which is a fantastic thing very close to his family but all of his family lives in you know in the same place and so he always wanted to have the house and the white picket fence and you know be the dentist and have lots of kids and, and you never know, leave perfect. that place and never leave that place exactly like always stay there he never wanted to ever move away and um also another thing is when you go through any medical or dental program you get licensed For that state, so for him going through school and getting your license, and then trying to find an office to either start on your own or go in with someone, it's a long-term commitment. You know, I mean you you don't want to immediately move to a different state and have to retake boards, right? So that was another thing. It's not like, hey, we'll live here, you know, for a little bit. Um, That career path is not um, easy to just up and move. Mm -hmm. So that was another thing that we were discussing. Right. Yeah. Because I had always wanted to live in another state. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, still my long-term dream of being in the entertainment industry. And I always wanted to move to California. And even though I I got this amazing internship in Florida, um, that was pretty much the beginning, you know, of I knew I would not be coming back to Indiana. You know, our paths were just long-term paths were just drifting further and further away. Right.
0: Yeah. How did he feel when you got the internship?
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he was happy for me because he knew that I had... It was just an incredible... It was an incredible um thing to get because I mean it was like three interviews I flew down there a couple of times it's it's like a coin toss it's a coin toss you're even gonna get it you know so you kind of apply and it's like oh we'll we'll just see if I get it or not of course you know so of course he was really extremely happy but Mm -hmm. in a way like there was still that kind of underlying oh man now what you know, it's only a 12-week internship, but then, you know, if I could get hired on afterwards or then do I go to grad school and then eventually go to California, um, you know, because I was looking at grad school
0: programs the for plan animation. Was always to go to grad school. Am I correct? Yes, yes. Okay. exactly.
1: Always to go to grad school. Um, the, the college that I went to for undergrad, I was on an art scholarship, but they did not have animation. So I got a full-ride scholarship and it, it, my parents wanted me to go there so I wouldn't have... St- loans. And then if I always still wanted to do animation, I could go then, you know, went to art school. Right. And actually, you know, go for what my dream was. So right. yeah, that was another thing because there was no local schools around the Midwest era area. Right. And at that time, now Chicago has art programs. Right. But at the time, like, you know, this is late 90s, early 2000s, there yeah. just was not animation programs around that area. So I, mean, I always yeah, had exactly. to go away.
0: Yeah. I mean, we take yeah. so much for granted living here in Los Angeles. I do. I mean, I was raised here. I love it here. I'd never want to move. I'm just going to say yeah. it right now. <laughs> right? Of course, people want to move here. It's beautiful all the time. It's amazing. The beach is an hour away and the mountains are in another distance and you yeah. can get anything you want to eat. But you can also learn anything here. Everything is is so it's accessible. Here. And we forget coming from a small town in the Midwest or it's true. In the South, it's like things are not as as readily available, which is I mean, for someone like you wanting this career, that's really brave. You kind of had to almost leave everything behind yeah. in order to move forward with your dream.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. Um yeah, I mean, I'm the only person growing up that I knew wanted to go into anything entertainment. I mean, everyone I went to school with, mm-hmm. you know, even in high school and stuff. I mean, people stay local. You know, they may be like an art teacher or, you know, maybe being a fine artist themselves and right. maybe they would travel for gallery shows. But yeah, it's... Um, I'm definitely, I mean, I was the only one out of all my friends that wanted to do this, um, family, nobody in my family is even artists. So it was very hard for people. It sounds like a dream, you know, they're like, right. Oh, that's a great dream, but that's not reality. Right. You know, like, you know, it's a chance. Why would you, you know, want to do this when you could have stable work, you know, just staying here. And yeah, I mean, that was always, I always felt like that I was on my own, you mm-hmm. know, and I did, I sounded like a dreamer. Um, yeah because i was i was a dreamer you were, yeah and
0: you are still it's still. like i think in order to even want to pursue the arts or even you know as we were talking earlier about science or, or creating things you have to be part dreamer there's got to be a little bit in there because you're you're going to not do it you're going to talk yourself out of it if you were like really rational you
1: know yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and people are like My dad tried to talk me out of it many times, many, many times, sometimes almost did talk me out of it. Like, you know, like to the place where I was like, you know, why do I want to do this? This is silly. I was always, um, you know, the one that always felt like deep down Indiana is not the place for me. And I've always been like that. You always knew it. Since I was in elementary school. Like I always, you know, I'd watch stuff on TV and I always knew that I wanted to come out to California. So after like the 12 week internship, mm-hmm. um, I knew enough people people knew that I was an artist as well and I was I was actually in my mind looking for ways to stay you know um down there I just I wasn't ready to go back I did not want to go back to Indiana even though I had my loved ones there yeah. I just was um there was just more, you know, it was almost like fueling the fire. And I was, I was around all these people that were doing the impossible. So that was extremely inspiring. So I um, knew people that were in the different design and art departments Mm because they would come into the workout center and they would, um, work out. And so I, um, met one of the managers that was actually looking for someone for their, um, design department that it was the department, um, That was making the blueprint plans that they built the shuttle with. No big deal. (laughs) So I'm not an engineer, (laughs) but I didn't have to be. (laughs) No big deal. Not a big big deal. deal Not a big deal. Um, So the engineers would design it and then they would come to this department and they needed artists that was using CAD and they were using, um, you know, basically like 3D modeling programs to design basically do the final designs and then we gave them back and then they would replace parts of the shuttle they would rebuild parts of the shuttle you know some were new parts some were just rebuilds and um anyway they had an opening and so i submitted my portfolio because it was proprietary software so whoever got hired there was going to be trained anyway so they didn't care that i didn't know their right. their program it was um you know specific for that so i got hired on i was there for a couple of years and um You know, I then met some people that was in the animation department that they were doing the simulators that the astronauts trained on. So I always thought, okay, you know, I'll get my master's. At that time, in Florida, there were schools I could get my master's in, or I'll go up to Savannah College of Art and Design, where I specifically had looked at, and maybe then I'll transfer into that program. Sure. And about that time was actually when the Columbia disaster happened. Oh. And so, you know, that grounded the the shuttle program and everybody started leaving. People went to JPL, they went to Houston, they went back and got another master's or right. PhD because I was surrounded by people that had like, you know, three PhDs. Oh yeah. I mean just amazing. These, um, these amazing minds. Minds. Yeah. I mean, and they were just, like, hungry for information, yeah. you know. And uh, so, you know, it, it, being in an environment like that, they pushed you to be better. Yep. And I think, you know, after that internship when, you know, Charlie and I were still dating but trying to figure it out, yeah. um, I just found myself, like, drawn more and more away, yeah. you know, from the career opportunities if I would have went back like I couldn't see myself um just getting married and having kids and staying in that small town staying in the small town because I would always dream about what I could you know you're
0: missing out on yeah yeah it's like it's like for people like us we were not scared of failing because Mm -hmm. at least we tried that's it that was it
1: to not be able to try yeah that would have eaten away at me
0: I mean, I mean, the story is so timely. It's so inspiring, you know, right now with all these women and like the power, you know, women's empowerment movement. And, and it's like, you, you chose yourself, which is really exciting. It's like, it's, you know, (laughs) stories like that really need to be shared because, you know, there's other little girls out there and other people who go through these things all the time. And it's always like, I think if, if I could go back and tell myself like 10 years ago, I would say, oh, forget boys. Just knock that yeah. one off your list right now because, you know, what forget I mean. them forget them because they're more troubled than they're worth at that age. Yep, <laughs> Let's get real. And then, and then it'll sort itself out. Yeah. But focus on yourself, focus on what you want, focus on your dreams. And really you, you have the power to give yourself everything that you need. You don't need it in, you, you shouldn't be looking for it in somebody else. Right. I never felt that, um,
1: Need, like, some of my other friends to just get married right off the bat, start having kids, and then maybe my career would come second. Because it just gets harder and harder. It does. You
0: know? Yeah, absolutely. I think I am the only one in my family who moved out as a single woman. Everybody Mm -hmm. else moved out only once they got married. Wow. And so I think I was 28 years old when I finally got the courage enough to tell my parents, "Um, I'm (laughs) going to move out. Like, in a soft (laughs) whisper, like, terrified to say it. (laughs) But really, it was like the best thing I had ever done for myself. Like yeah. it was really like you, I, I became this older person, and it was like I, everything was where I left it. You know, number one, growing up in a house with nine kids, Oof. yeah. I didn't have to wait for the bathroom. I finally had my own room. Yes. And it was quiet. <laughs> yes. But I also, like, developed interests and mm-hmm. likes and, like, all these things. This whole other world yeah. was out there waiting for me. Yeah. yeah. That you
1: would have never discovered never. if you would have stayed at home, you know? Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. It was – and I think it was during that internship, you know, when I was living – You know, I had a condo on the beach in Cocoa Beach, 22 years old, you know, living by myself for the first time. I'd get up in the morning. The sun was coming up. I'd do a beach run before I'd even go into work. And, And I think that that's actually, I encourage everybody to live on their own for a while. You know, just by yourself, you know, not even with a roommate, because you you really, truly discover who you are mm-hmm. um, once you're alone and you're making these decisions on what's best for you. I think that, you know, at the time that we broke up, it was it was a tough breakup because, you know, normally you want something bad to happen, like so that you could hate each other, you know, and be like... <laughs> see you. That's it. I never want to see you. I yeah. don't want to hear your name. Yeah. You know, those are, those are almost the best in a sense because then it's like slam the door. Right. The chapters completely burning everything. That That's down. it. Yeah. <laughs> <Burn> everything. <laughs> We're torching everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the best breakups because then you can truly close the door and you're ready to move on. But this was, this was a tough one because, you know, when we decided to, Just, like, take time apart. Let's break up. Let's, you know, just see what happens. If we're meant to be, we'll go back together. There wasn't those hate feelings. There wasn't, um, you know, it was like, well, maybe we would. We're so good together. Like, you know, and and we missed each other for the longest time. So we kind of kept in contact for a little bit, whether through emails or... Phone calls like just touching base, like, how are you? What's going on with dental school? like, hey, what's going on at NASA? Mm-hmm. you know or so that that was tough because um it was kind of just like a slow breaking apart. so it it you're kind of grieving in a way because you do miss those things about that person right. that you truly loved. Yeah. um so even though it was very invigorating on one end um, to truly. Be doing, you know, the first step to to a career that I really wanted to do. It was really
0: difficult. Did you, through that whole time, that transitional period for you, ever wanted to give it up and go go back home?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought about that, you know. And my parents wanted me to come home. All my friends were still back home, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know. I still missed him a lot. So, yeah, I mean— I definitely did um, think about it. But then there was always what we were talking about earlier, that like aching parts inside me that I was like, I just can't, you know, I can't because I knew once I went home, I would never leave. And there was still so much that I wanted to accomplish, you know, just um, I still needed to go to grad school and to try to come to Los Angeles, try to. Try to make it doing something in the animation. Right. Um and I would, you know, no, I even to this day I can still go home. Right. But you can always go home. You can always go you can home. Always go home. It's always there. It's always there, you know. Um and but yeah, I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And that made me sad. But you know, I go home now. And as the years go on, mm-hmm. now it's been so many years, that you know, nothing has changed. I know exactly how my life would, would be, Mm -hmm. um, would have been, would have been, yes, Yes, I know exactly how my life would have been. Uh And, um, you know, it just confirms it as the years go on that I've made the right choice. Like I'm definitely who I am now because of the path that I chose. Um, there would have been a lot of regret if I would have been at home, Uh if I would have stayed at home and went that path. But you know, you don't know at the time and that's the scary part, right? Um, where is he now? He is an hour from our hometown (laughs) in the same town where he went to dental school and some of my friends live in the same town. So they see him regularly. He's married. He has three kids. Um, you know, in a practice with two other dentists. I mean, he's a pediatric dentist. Yeah. You know, um yeah, they've bumped into him. I mean, I don't know who he married. Right. Um I eh, don't know anything about her right. at all. Yeah. Um I don't think she was from the area, so I don't know where they met or anything, yeah. but he is living the life that I know we would have been living if yeah. we would have yeah, went down that path because it's exactly um what he said he wanted. Yeah. You know, and okay. that makes me really happy for him because in our discussions, as we were trying to forecast where our lives were going to go, um, what he's doing now is exactly what he told me was his dream. Right. And,
0: and what you're doing
1: now is what you is told exactly him Exactly what I told him. Yeah. So we are doing exactly what we told each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, a long time ago. So, so yeah, I mean, he's happy and like, I'm you're, completely happy, like, the happiest that I've ever been. I mean, yeah. So I think that, um, yeah. I mean, it was the right, it was the right choice. But it's scary because you don't know when you're trying to make that right. Did I ever tell
0: you I got into graduate school in New York? I don't think so. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't think so. Really. I don't know unless I've forgotten.
0: (laughs) I got into graduate school in 2002, 2003. I had graduated from undergrad at Cal State Fullerton. And then I got a job working in like reality TV. I interned at some production companies and got a job. And then I got, um, I was like, okay. I got in my head, like, I was like, okay. Okay, I could become an actor or whatever. I was like, okay, so if you're gonna be an actor, you have to go to school, of course. This is the thing, right? Of, of course. Really? Of course. Of, of course. <laughs> so I applied to the um, new school. You, you
1: never told me this.
0: Did I? I never no. told you this. Mm-mm. The new school in New York City. You know the one, James Lipton, inside the actor's studio? Oh, yes. Yeah, I was like, that guy's on TV. What? That's part of the school. Yeah. I looked up the school and I applied of to it, right? Of course. This is like, yeah. <laughs> This is very scientific-based, as you can tell. And I applied, and then they did auditions. And so um, they flew out here. So I auditioned for James Lipton and these people at the school here. And then I got into the school. What? I got into the theater program at the (gasps) school. I know. It's so crazy, right? It's like this whole their life. And I was like, So then I worked all summer and I worked all summer on this reality show and I was saving up my money, did not save up a thing because I was getting paid nothing because I was an assistant. Yeah. And finally, at the end of it, I called the admissions guy and I was like, I can't go to your school because I can't justify to myself being $150,000 in debt. Because mm-hmm. that's I think that I think that was just the tuition for mm-hmm. the two years. That wasn't even cost of living or anything like that. Right. And and I had always that was always nagging me. Like, shit, maybe you should have gone to the really? still you really Not think about it Not okay. anymore. But for a while. But for a while it was yeah. like, Oh damn, I should have did done Did I that. make a mistake? Yeah, did I make a mistake? Yeah. And then finally, you know, working in, you know, and I was like, I kept on working in reality TV and then I got laid off and I was like, oh my God, I should have did this. I should have went to that acting school. I should have went to, of course, because that's a sure thing. Because it's a sure thing. (laughs) Um,
1: There's no ups (laughs) and downs
0: with that at all. (laughs) And then I, and then I got a job in animation and it was like, snapped. That snapped. And it was like, okay, I think I found my people. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I totally know what you mean when I found my people because you know, even though I've always had great friends, you know, growing up, it's like you know we were good, like so they were my social people, right. you know, or like my sports people, right. but it was like they were not truly my people, you right. know, and yeah. that's how I felt when I got into Savannah College of Art and Design. Like that first week, I started taking classes, you know, and like running around with my backpack, I was like, I found my people, <laughs> you know, we just clicked, and that's when it was like, yes, this is
0: this,
1: this is, is it. it, yeah, this is it. So I know. What you mean? Yeah, because animation people
0: are the best. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely are. Um, so, did you and Charlie do anything special? Did he make you anything special? Like, is there something that you ate that reminds you of him?
1: I always love tiramisu, and we would always try to go to Italian restaurants and try to taste, you know, as many different kinds of tiramisu as we could because they make it different. So, um, I remember one night he had a surprise for me, and um, I also loved raspberries. So anyway, he brought out of the refrigerator a huge pan of raspberry tiramisu. And he had already made one a couple nights before that to taste it. And he was like, you are going to love this. And oh, yeah, I mean, we ate like half of it that night. I mean, I I just remember I just I had like four pieces. (laughs) I couldn't stop eating. And um, yeah, so it became this kind of tradition About every weekend I had a tiramisu or sometimes he would even make two and he would give me one and I could take it home with me. It was like our dessert. Yeah. And when was the last time you had that? It would have been when the last time that I saw him before I went to Florida. I'm starting to (laughs) cry, Stop. This is like... (laughs) It's been a long time. I mean, I eat tiramisu, but I don't, um, you know, find the raspberry tiramisu anywhere. Yeah. So that would have been how many years ago? Um, Well, that would have been around 2002. That's like 17 years ago. A long time, because I left in the summer. I left in May for an internship. So it would have been that, you know, spring, right before I left, would have been the last time that I had raspberry tiramisu. Mm.
0: So I made that for you today.
1: (laughs) Of course you did.
0: (laughs) I'm going to go get you a slice. Okay, And then we're going to see if if this is going to take you back 17 years ago.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm sure it will. (laughs) Yes. It looks exactly like it. (laughs) It looks exactly like it. Like, I just want to sit here and laugh because this uh, really, it it takes me back, you know? Where does it take you? I mean, I just haven't been around raspberry tiramisu. You know, it's funny because it's been, you know, since what, 2002, but it's still there. Like it was yesterday. Yeah. You know, just tell (laughs) us it almost makes me tear up because, um, I don't, this, it just represents, like, such a happy time, Right. you know? And that's why it's just funny. Like, I'm totally tearing up. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, completely, close, you know, closure. I have no feelings for this guy but this, like, little chapter in my life. But um, this was my favorite dessert. Right. And, I mean, it's still, tiramisu still is. I mean, me and my husband go and get tiramisu all the time. But, you know, I bake as well. And I could easily have put this together. Right. Could easily have, you know, do research. And I've thought about it many times over the years. But, you know, I just can't because it's, it was like our thing and I don't want that to be in the present, you know, at all. You know, it was such a good time. I mean, it just represented something sweet that he used to do for me. So, I mean, me and my husband now have, creme brulee is is our thing really. Um, You know, so that's how it is. It's like, you kind of have those, um, I don't know, those little traditions with somebody and you, I don't know, I wouldn't keep it back there, but this, Looks
0: delicious.
1: <laughs> yes. So, yes, perfect. Because something that um, I love about tiramisu is I like the tiramisu to not be dry.
0: So ditto. I'm gonna taste ditto. It. Okay, I hope I soaked it enough because all okay. these recipes are like this. just lightly dip it in the thing. I was like, oh, I'm soaking this. You separate. have to soak it. Right? You have to soak it. Yeah, this
1: the consistency and the texture looks really good.
0: So, so this. The, and so every time you have tiramisu, it reminds you of this guy.
1: Yeah, in a way. I mean, even regular tiramisu. I don't know. I mean, I think that my relationship with him was really special because we were not kids and we were kind of going into adulthood. So, like, there was many um, things about our relationship. Um, like, he got, you know, tiramisu was one of them. I had never tasted tiramisu before. You know, I mean, truly. Well, Olive Garden a couple right. of times. But, though, you know, I'd never been around someone that really, truly liked um, to cook and bake. And, I mean, he was really into Frank Sinatra. And so, you know, he'd throw on music and we'd cook. It was this guy, kind of this an guy, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that was it. It was kind of a stepping stone relationship, um, right. like a real relationship. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, this is one of those things that represents that. But, yeah, like I said, I mean, I could easily um, try to make this or get this recipe from you, but I don't know if I could keep – Making it, you know, I, I don't know if I could make it myself and keep eating it over and over. Because then that's just bringing the past into my life right
0: now when that door's already been closed, right. you know? All right. So. Whenever you want to dig in.
1: <laughs> I'm nervous.
0: <laughs> I, I, I also cut myself a slice too to to have it. Are you going to eat? take a bite at the same time as me? I can. All right.
1: Here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As I'm crunching in the microphone. Oh, wow. Yeah, this, this pretty much tastes, ex- this is like exactly like it. Like well, I remember, this is a good recipe. Because I don't know his recipe. I never asked him for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> because yes. he made it for me every week. <laughs> And then we broke up, and I was like, "Oh man, I really should have gotten that recipe." Because <laughs> I thought of that a couple of times. I was like, "Why didn't get that recipe?" You know, that was a regret. That well, was definitely we, a taste of regret. <laughs> well, well, we have it now. Oh, we got man. you covered
0: now. Mm. Oh man how this did he um, How did he serve it to you last?
1: Well, we would always have just a big pan. I mean, we would pan and two forks. I'm not joking. Yeah, we would eat it in the pan. I mean, this is like home style. Yeah, it was not decked out with, um, you know, mint on the side or, you know, (laughs) decorative chocolate swirls. No, I mean, we would literally just cut it. We would normally eat like two or three pieces a night. I mean, that first night. I mean, we would, because it's like almost kind of became like a comfort, you know. I would crave this. I'd be driving up there, just be craving it. And then, like I said, I would take home the rest. And then, like, my family used to taste it, too. My family was, like, bringing home extra t-
0: of the raspberry tiramisu. So where were you guys? You, you guys were in his apartment or? Yeah,
1: it would have been his apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I remember the last time that we had this. Yeah. He always made it in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. no yeah, he had a house and a roommate that was from college as well. It was, like, one of his fraternity brothers. And, yeah, we, um, um, I remember eating it in his kitchen. Yeah. And yeah, this is good. This is good. It's just funny how, you know, tastes like this just bring you back, you know? I mean, this is completely representative of us. Yeah. It's like really joyous. Is that a word? (laughs) Joyous. You know, it's just, it's so good. It just makes me happy. And I think that was a lot of, like, our relationship. He was just a fun guy to be around. He always had a huge smile on his face. Mm. Like, wherever he went, like, people were just attracted to him, you know? Like, he had a fun personality. um, Just really goofy. And so, you know, that's why this dessert, um, I don't know, it was just part of it. It made him, he used to always say, it makes me so happy that this makes you so happy. But that's the thing with memories. Like, it's just funny how know. It's like it was yesterday. You know, I remember everything so clear and this is stuff I haven't thought about it. What'd you say? Like 17 years? Yeah. What, what yeah. is it that you remember? I don't know. I mean, I think just Charlie as a whole, you know what I mean?
0: Like, I mean, like when you eat it, do you, he's here in the room with you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like it was yesterday. I just, I don't know. I mean, I just remember, you know, us and the part of the life that we were at and cause it was fun. It was a carefree part of your life, right. you know? I mean, it was just having fun. You're just going to school, going out with your friends. We were in college, so...
0: Yeah. We when didn't did you feel have... like your early 20s and just... Yeah. yeah,
1: you know, we had so much ahead of us, but we didn't really, you know, um, it didn't really matter at that time, you know, until it started mattering, right. like I said, which is kind of, you know, the beginning of the end. As amazing as this tiramisu is, like, I'm I'm still so glad that I chose career, and in independence instead of relationship because, and that's probably why I teared up, you know, because I was like, wow, this is, it does take me back to such a happy time, but it's, um, it's worked out exactly how it should have. Yes. And so that's why this is just like a nice little chapter in my book of life, but there's greater things
0: yeah, absolutely. out there. Yeah,
1: Than tiramisu. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As amazing as it is. We will get you another slice. Oh, I'm going to
1: take half of the pan home. I'll take the pan home and give it back to you next week.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. Very inspiring story.
1: Good. Thank you for having me.
0: Until next time. Don't ever let anyone tell you that your dream is out of reach. In fact, it's out there and it's waiting for you. But you have to go and get it. It won't be easy and it will take some sacrifices, but if you are willing to work hard, make those sacrifices and continue to push that dream ahead, then you have the power to make it happen.